Now, on the line, I've been joined by my sister from Cape Town, Mandisa. Mandisa, welcome to the program. She is uh, Deputy Secretary General of Social Justice Coalition. And also, I have uh, Brother Costa Sad on the line from Mutnik. Uh, welcome, Brother Costa, as well. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum as um, I just want to, you know, I just, I'm just going to start here with uh, this, this terrible, terrible thing that have been happening. For now, we have this quite a big hashtag that is going on uh, in, in regard of women abuse. And uh, we are looking at uh, the, the, the death of um, Uinene, you know, has packed m- many, 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 you know, emotions and, you know, flares of light in people's life right now. So we are looking at the justice of women and children in this country. Where are we? I'm going to start with you, Sister Mandisa, there. I mean, you have seen and heard and read so many outcries about gender-based violence in South Africa. We have one incident after another. What's your take on this? Look, I mean, the, the issue of the killing um, of and the rape of women and children in South Africa is not a new thing. Mm. And so many people have spoken to it. So many times women have called for the intervention of men, the intervention of government. Mm. And for the longest time, no one has been doing anything. And this is what we're doing in South Africa when a death happens and everyone is enraged and is calling for solutions. But it's a problem that has been building up for years and no one has been reacting to it. What is happening in South Africa is that the victims, the women and the children are burdened Mm. with the work of teaching men or being vigilant or always protecting themselves and not going to places that might render them vulnerable to rape. And what we are not doing and what men are not doing is doing the work of asking themselves why they are the ones that are perpetrating um, violence against women. And for a change, removing the responsibility of fighting gender-based violence from, from, from women, actually placing it where it belongs, men, because women and children are not just dying, they are being killed. Mm. murdered by mm. men and therefore I think it's time that men are at the center of this conversation and are speaking to themselves, not to us, to themselves to say what are the root causes of this rage and this violence that is, 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 is sort of knitted on, on, on women and, and men so, so, and, and children. So um, I think the government needs to intervene but the intervention needs to be focusing on men and what is it that causes them to be these perpetrators that we find themselves in? Okay, Brother Costa? Uh, let me let me again greet uh, 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 <coughs> the listeners of the IFM, your your also your your guest. Thank you. Uh, yes, let me start by saying, my brother, uh, on the Bill of Rights, on our Constitution, number eleven. It stipulated that everyone has a right to life. Mm. Uh, yes. And secondly, uh, we must first maybe say not all men are abusive, not all men uh, are rapists, not all men are killers. Maybe let me start there, my brother. Because uh, if we we'll then label all men with the same brush, Mm. then we'll not even doing justice. That is true. You know? mm. But what is paramount important here is the intervention of the societies at large. Before we go to, to, to government, <clears throat> first as a society, maybe we need to have that culture 
of accepting a fact that uh, everyone has a right to life. You know, mm. if we can start to educate our society first. Secondly, then we go to our justice. Uh, I also agree that we need to have harsh sentences for those perpetrators who make us all men to be bad. You know? All right, we're going to come back to that to that part because it's also quite a big thing there. Um, so now I just want to come back to uh, what Sister Mandisa here said. She said something about uh, that men need to have conversation with themselves and also government must speak to men. So now my question there is uh, you're implying that uh, the government is not doing enough, right? Yes, the government isn't doing enough. Because um, recently we just we just had this voice of uh, Musa Maimane was speaking about the issue, calling out the president. Let's just take a listen to the clip and then we're going to come back to this conversation right now. We are in a crisis at the moment where women don't feel safe in our country. That in fact acts can be committed at that level. Where is he? He hasn't said a thing. He hasn't pronounced himself on this particular subject, which is crucial. He held a summit earlier on, on gender violence. Where are the resolutions? Where is the action behind that? We cannot have somebody who sits in high office and when citizens are going, our towns are burning. We are at war as a country. We are at war in our cities. We are at war in our homes. And yet the leader of our country is still sitting back and saying nothing. I am calling upon him to say he must come out. Come out of hiding, come out strong. All right, that was the leader, Musa Maimani, uh, speaking to the to the media there before the president came out and say things. And also, there was a time when uh, uh, the phobic attacks happened. Um, there was also like uh, some some other leaders and other concerned citizens calling out for president to come out and speak about this because if he was actually uh, keeping quiet on this, it means he was condoning the issue that 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 was happening. So now I, I think I think then we have heard a lot, you know, about the problem at hand here. So now for you, my sister there, uh, what do you think should happen in order to end this violence against women? So I, I want to go back to the point that my brother said. I, I'm sorry, I didn't get his name, so I'm going to refer to him as my brother because I didn't get what he Okay, name. brother, his, his name is Costa Sati. Sorry? Costa Sati, that's his name. Costa. Yes. Yes. So what you are saying about um, speaking about the fact that not all men are rapists or murderers. Mm. And when I'm saying that men are perpetrators of these atrocities, I'm not claiming that all men are. What I'm saying is we can all agree that it is men that are doing these things and therefore men need to speak to other men. The men that are claiming that they are not violent, they are not rapists, they are not all these abusers that we see all the other ones then do, who should have the responsibility to call on their brothers mm. and speak to them because what makes them complicit in this is the fact that they are keeping quiet at such time as this and when 
this thing happens, everyone is coming and saying, not in my name. But you're not calling out your brother that you see me treating a woman, kept calling a woman. All of those things are normalized until a man kills a woman and everyone comes out and says, not in my name. What we are saying to men is that you might not have raped, you might not have killed, you might not have bitten a woman, but you are complicit by the mere fact that you are not calling out your brother that is disrespecting a woman because it starts from me and the next thing a woman will be killed because disrespect and disregard of women's lives has been normalized in South Africa. That is what I'm saying when I'm saying men need to speak to each other. And to answer your question, I think I I referred to this when you asked me the first question. What needs to happen is a conversation between men to say what is it that makes it for them normal to kill and rape women? What makes it normal for their brothers, for the men that are innocent? Mm. What is it that makes it normal for them to sit and watch other men doing that and say it's not my business until a person has died and everyone has some righteous anger? Men need to start, start talking. Men need to acknowledge that it is their agenda that is perpetrating these violences. Therefore, men need to speak. Women have been speaking. Women have been reporting crimes to police, and police have been turning women back to their abusers and their rapers. Mm. It's men that do these things. It might not be all men, but it's men. And men need to start talking, and men need to start taking responsibility to say it is our challenge, our brothers that are doing these things. Therefore, we need to stand. Women have been doing the work of protecting themselves against men, and we are failing because men are powerful. Because mm. patriarchy as a system enables men to have these powers to kill and rape and abuse and get away with it. And they have been get away, getting away with it for far too mm. long. And the righteous men, the peaceful men, have been saying nothing. Okay. All right. So now I think I have a Brother Costa on the line so that uh, at least we have uh, two alternative perspectives here, uh, both from women and men, and also you know, just to have that just juxtaposition. Um, from what you're saying right now, I think I do concur with you that right there, but there's some men actually who also have a strong feeling that uh, there are men out there who are being abused by women, and their matters have never been heard, and it's always about uh, women. I think I've heard this so many times, and I was also listening to some conversations yesterday that's that's where i'm picking up these stories and also there's uh, someone who raised a point saying that uh, gender equality mostly right now it is not about men i mean it's not about equality as it is said but it is about women trying to equate to men and i don't know if 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 uh, that resonates something else with you look um so let me start <laughs> To by addressing what you were saying about men abuse, Mm. no one is disputing that men abuse exists. Okay. Especially not women. Mm. But what men are doing, every time when a woman is killed, when a woman is raped, when we are saying, let's talk about abuse against women, what men are doing is saying, but also men are being abused. And no one is disputing that. But what, what is the percentage of men that is, being, uh, that is being abused by women? How many men have you heard of in a year being killed by women? Mm. And why is it that the importance of men abuse is only raised 
when women are talking about their oppression and their own abuse by men? Why do you only see the importance of the abuse against men by women only when it issues of gender-based violence and violence against women and children are raised? Why don't we get men just in vain? Okay. Just speaking about issues of abuse against men without using that as something to shield themselves from the responsibility that men are killing and raping women. Why are they raising it now? Mm. Brother Costa? Yes, 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 my brother. Again, my brother. I think if if if, if I understand the, 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 the engagement and your guest will be sentimentally to 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 females. But I think when I, I, I said first, everyone has the right to life. Mm. Eh? I mm. think that was my first point. That is number 11 on our constitution. Two, <clears throat> I've said that it, will, it is paramount that we start to educate the communities. Eh? Then when we educate, because to say it will be a futile exercise for men and men, then we just engage as men, you know. Thirdly, it will be incorrect again to say that as much as he said that uh, uh, is not actually painting all, all of us, you know, mm. but she must not also assume that men are quiet about uh, 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 about this gender violence, but it 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 it, it affects us all as a South Africans, and if we become sentimentally to it, then we will not resolve it. You know, mm. because one will also add yes, the, 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 the 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 statement that you 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 brought now that it is not only women who are being abused, it is not only women who are being killed. There are also men who are being abused by women. But I don't want to go to that extent. Mm. God will not even give justice to, 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 to the engagement. But what again is important or paramount is that what needs to be done, you know? But if we can answer that question, both of us, males and females, you know? Because mm. not, not all men are, 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 are abusive. But also, I think I need to, to, to touch the fact that uh, the justice system is also having its loopholes, you know. Because as I was actually watching the funeral uh, of Uyinene, may his soul rest in peace, mm-hmm. when Peggy Kele finished okay. to speak, there was uh, 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 the lady was the MC. He wrote something that... There was a girl who was raped, and when he went to the invest- investigating office and said, this is a person who raped me, but the, inv- the investigating officer said that, you must tell me when you saw him again, you know? Mm. But then I think the, the justice also must be harsh to those who, irrespective of is a, is a male or a female, but the one who takes the life of the other person, you know, yes. I think if our justice can be can be can be uh, consistent on that one, and I'm not supporting it. I think I hear other leaders of other parties where we're suggesting that a death sentence must be brought back. Mm. Uh, I'm totally I'm totally against that one because every everyone has the right to life. Okay. Yes.
So now, now you you bring him back. You bring in that uh, talk, topic that I wanted to to touch on now. So you you saying that because I've heard even Julius Malema himself, he said that uh, um, he does not allow that. I mean, does not agree to that uh, ruling. And also, he said that if we want to bring back um, death sentence, then we must have a scientific proof where. And which country has actually been successful in combating crime uh, using that method? So, so my sister, there, I think, I think then maybe you can also have a strong feeling. I mean, a, a, a expression about this uh, death sentence. What do you think about it? Look, so I mean, I think I have to agree with my brother there to say, look, the death sentence is not going to solve anything, mm. really, because it's reactive, right? Mm. And what we need are solutions that will prevent gender-based violence, not react to it. Okay. And so, to, to, I mean, again, I have to agree with my brother to say we need to have respect for human life. Mm. And that's what's at the center of our rage about all these killings, to say, why do people not have respect for human life? Mm. So to say, then, let's kill people that are accused of certain things, doesn't really doesn't really help us as a nation and honestly not anywhere have we seen in the world where um crime has decreased as a result of the death sentence so i know i don't i don't support the sentences as as, as, as a way of dealing with gender-based violence and so my brother keeps talking about um the society coming together mm. And look, I I keep going back to my point that I had said earlier, Hmm. that women in churches, women in in societies, women in every gathering where they gather, they teach themselves how to avoid being raped. Even the way that women dress up is policed because women need to protect themselves from rapists and from all those kinds of crimes. So women have been engaging on these issues. Mm. And it is time that men themselves engage and speak to the root of the problem within them that makes them do this. All right. You know, um, I just want to know about, uh, you know, your your initiative that you have there. Um, uh, what actually do you have in place uh, in, in this regard? I mean, in this situation that we are having right now, what do you have there in place? Look, what we are trying to do, and so the Social Justice Coalition is a 10-year-old um, movement, mm. which was started as a response to, to, to xenophobic attacks in 2008. Mm. And so what we have done, in the, amongst other things, is to make sure and to, to lobby the Minister of Police to make sure that there are enough police resources mm-hmm. so that when such crimes happen, people have faith in their police and they are able to go to a police station and report these crimes and that they are treated with the urgency that they deserve and that people, when they go there to report, they are treated with the dignity that they deserve. And we've had a court case with the, with the Minister of, of Police forcing the Minister to redistribute our police resources to areas that are in need of more police, areas like Nyanga, here in Cape Town, Kaili, Chamfule, and Delft, mm. and other areas across the country that are predominantly black and have high unemployment rates, high rates of crimes that have very limited resources of police. Mm. And we've been lobbying the minister to say, 
the police officers and all police resources need to be visible where they are needed. So that's just an example of, of a campaign that was led and won. Um, we've spoken to issues of access to sanitation because in Kailicha and other informal settlements, we've seen stories of women being raped and killed on their way to a toilet. Mm. And that speaks to the fact that people cannot access dignified toilets, dignified sanitation services. Therefore, we've lobbied the city of Cape Town to say um, people need to have access to toilets so that they are safe when they are accessing something as basic as a toilet. And so that's a, that's a conversation that we've also led and won. And we've spoken to issues of gender-based violence and we've taken up some cases and have campaigned for, for people to receive justice and we've seen so many successes in that front. But what we are reali- realizing, and this is something that I spoke to earlier, mm. is that all these measures are reacting to gender-based violence. All right. I and bro- they are not preventing. So we are trying to now find ways to educate and engage men to say what is it that we can do to prevent gender-based violence. All right, Brother Kosi, your, your closing remarks are just uh, 30 seconds there. Okay, uh, my brother, let me say it again that uh, hopefully after this engagement and also as men who are responsible uh, last night, Mm. Uh, at six, I also joined uh, Females World. We, we had a prayer last night here at Guanabuche. Mm. I joined them uh, last night as a responsible man mm. who, who actually uh, uh, respect the life of, irrespective of one is a male or a female. Mm. Uh, but hopefully as a South Africans, all of us, male and females, we need to engage and cast the light to those that who uh, 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 is either a female or a male who is being abused and give our support, mm. both of them. Mm. Yes, my friend. All right, my sister, your closing remarks there? I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. We okay. need to have a conversation mm. and speak to each other and teach each other and not burden women with the, with the responsibility of having a conversation about gender-based violence because this violence is against women. Mm. Therefore, we can't burden women with the responsibility of, of, of combating it. It's, it's unfair and it's unjust. All right. I think we're going to have to take this conversation again to next week because we just brought something here about uh, the birth of your your, your organization there, uh, Social Justice uh, Coalition. I think we need to have more conversation about this because uh, we have so many injustices that are happening in this country and, of course, in Africa as well. So I think next week we're going to need you again uh, for that topic, for social injustice and also, you know, because we have had these um, xenophobic attacks happening for, for quite a long time yeah. and we have these uh, truck drivers being killed or tortured and all that. So I think we need to talk more on that issue as well next week. Definitely. Thank you so much, Sophie. Praise on mine. Okay, uh, that's, uh, that was uh, Sister Mandisa there from Cape Town and also Brother Costa Sati just engaging to, with us on the issues that are happening in this country and of course Africa as well. My name is Shafiq Shafizo Kalumo. We can still have some conversation on social media, Shafizo One. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We'll be here again next week and stay put to IFM.